0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Leche We Are podcast. I'm Eddie Pabon, a.k.a. Mr. Light and Love, here to bring you another episode of Pure Love, Energy, Community, Healing, and Empowerment. We always have amazing people on our podcast, but today is going to be a little extra special for me because this takes me back to my childhood roots. This is we, Our guest today is a veteran in the game of mental health. Uh, he's Latino, which for me you know as a latino is like his home uh and he's a beautiful soul filled with so much light and love so i want you all to give a warm welcome bring your love bring your energy bring your vibes uh questions comments to dr luis Viena, the psicologo extraordinary let me bring him on
1: <laughs>
0: how you doing
1: Eddie Pavong, I'm so glad to be sharing this time with you and with the audience.
0: The pleasure is mine, my brother. Thank you for making time out for little old me and Leche.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Listen, you're doing God's work, man. Thank you. So are
0: you. We We are soul brothers in that aspect. So, La Viena, for those of us who don't know you, and most of these young kids probably tuning into this podcast don't know you, uh, I know you from seeing you on the TV when I was a little kid, right? <laughs> um, and knowing that I had a special interest in mental health, I always took interest in people like you, right? Like sort of uh, model figures for where I wanted to be in life when I got older. So thank you for 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 being successful and for modeling what it looks like to be a Latino in the spotlight, right? but tell people who you are what do you do What what is your specialty where are you from let them know well
1: <laughs> so soy de puerto rico i'm from puerto rico and yeah. uh and, and from new york of course it's like uh you know it's like living room dining room you know puerto rico new york and uh it's uh i grew up uh between two cultures as a lot of latinos uh, do And uh, I I believe I was the first Latino uh, in mental health to be on TV. Uh, So this is how long it was. I was very young. It's a legend. Started
0: very young. I'm not going to ask you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was very young, which was which was interesting because at the time it there was this whole thing about you needed to be older in order to talk about the things that we talk, but then there was like nobody out there, nobody wanted to do media because of all the issues that have changed because right now, you know, the incorporation of people, the fact that we are accessible, the fact that we can be transparent, what you're doing is wonderful. I mean, you're reaching people that otherwise wouldn't be reached. So it was a big, big, big challenge at the time. Um, I started, my God, it was 1980. 1980 uh, with little spots uh, doing little comments here and there, comments about news, comments about things that, that happened. And that little by little started growing and uh, and as you remember <laughs> when you were a kid, you know we would have like a weekly spot where we talked a little bit about mental health issues and in particular mental health issues in, in the Latino community mm. uh, which was a big taboo. Because uh, at the time uh, Latinos saw going or talking about mental health issues as you were gone, you were lost. Uh, uh-huh. You're crazy. They're uh-huh. uh, yeah. you don't talk about your problems. La ropa sucia se lava en casa, dirty Latinas, clothes, you wash so no your children. Know.
0: You know, folks come Latinos. I don't know about any other folks of color, right? And I'm sure that this applies to a lot of people uh, because we we internalize things, right? We make it about our culture because that's what we know. But in all actuality, these are issues that people of color, people, even, you know, Blanquitos, white people, we all face these things as humans. Coming from families of like, do as I say, not as I do. Don't do that, Right. right? And right, I definitely don't talk about the big giant pink fucking elephant that we have in the middle of the room that is our drama as family.
1: You keep and, that shit here. And why do you do that? Because I said so. That's okay. right. Wait a minute. It's like, it's like really. So so it was a time of questioning, and and there was a, a time of challenge. Uh I mean, I remember I remember, you know, uh having the the, the hardest time. Even getting the shows to discuss a little further about issues like racism, issues like like mm-hmm. homosexuality, issues uh, that had to do with like mixed couples, uh, issues that had to do with HIV. I mean, in the '80s, it was the whole you know HIV epidemic and the pandemic, and 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 people refused to even mention the name on TV. So we used to sneak it on TV and they would bleep us. They would bleep us. These are the days they would bleep us and tell us, this is how you have to call it. Uh, So it's been, it's been a long, long road. Uh, And again, you know, I, I, I think that uh, we, we all have a duty of, of doing what we can and, and the duty to listen and, and the duty to think. Because part of the problem is a lot of these things come from time and culture. And when I say culture, I'm not talking about a country, but but the home culture of People not allowing you to think, not allowing you to be an independent thinker.
0: This is important Um, for any parents that are listening, right, who are trying to be optimal in their efficiency and parenting their children to be the best human beings that they can be. You must let your child fall. Be there for them to pick them up, to help them get up. But let them feel what it's like to know, experience that is life. Nothing is hand given. Nothing is you know bubbly and Disney and Santa like we mm-hmm. like to teach our kids, and we set them up as a result for huge disappointments, for huge trauma, right? Because yeah. you go from this bubbly, magical la la land of things that you're taught into this really harsh reality.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know, you hit it right in the head. That's absolutely right, and and it's so um, frustrating, and 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 it kind of. It kind of throws people off of uh, of of their path when people are growing and they grow up in a world where adults have all the truth and they say all the right, and you're not entitled to make you're voiceless or to or to question or to, or to do these things. And and you know you and I know uh, that it's so true. It's like there's nothing more empowering than allowing yourself to make a mistake and correct it, yes. you know? You learn from mistakes. Mistakes of course, are okay.
0: They're a of part course. of human experience.
1: I used to tell parents all the time, parents would say like, oh, but I can't say this. I can't tell my kid about my mistakes. I say, you know what? Your kids aren't going to look up to you because they will see your human side. Absolutely. And in spite of your human side, you go ahead. That Someone
0: makes more here- power. It does. And, and it, someone said here, it's a strange power dynamic. It is right. Because as parents were taught, you know, do as I say, not as I do when we're growing up. <laughs> yes. And then we go and we read, you know, regurgitate that. Cause that's all we know. Right? right. So, you know, bless our parents' hearts for doing the best that they could with the yeah. stuff that they were handed and trying to do the best with us. Right. So we sort of mimic that, but mm-hmm. what we should be doing is trying to create a newfound system of openness Nurturing and supporting unconditional love, right? Sure. This is playing a role instead of authentically being human. Yes. yes. This is important, someone says, right? Because we're in a we're in a society full of actors, full of people who are trying to pretend to be something that they're not. And as a result, they suffer from imposter syndrome, they suffer from insecurity, they suffer from anxieties and depressions because they're not living the true soul's purpose. Exactly. Right? So people like Dr. La Vienna, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> um, he's he's here to sort of help you figure this shit out, right? Because, you know, everything is an experience. I think it's a mental projection. This is how I look at life. Everything is your perspective projected onto the mapping that is the world. Sure. And if your if uh, baseline mapping includes your inability to have an opinion, to, 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 to be vocal about your feelings, or to talk about actual issues that exist, then what you do is you suppress this stuff and you find yourself feeling at odds with the reality, right?
1: Yes. Yes. So that
0: manifests in different ways. I call it energy blockage. You know, the psych might call it depression, may call it, you know, trauma. You're Um, right,
1: right on the money, right on the money. You know, it's funny. I remember if I, if I could remember a phrase or a question that I used every day of the decade of the eighties was, when was the last time that you acknowledged that you made a mistake? Hmm. And you know what? Like 97% of people couldn't tell me a date because if they made a mistake, you needed to hide it. You needed to to justify it. You needed to put this whole thing and there was an internal battle that the only person who lost was the person who was hiding it because Hmm. you know, you make a mistake, figure it out. You go to the next step. You get help if you need. You know, there's all the stuff out there that you're depriving yourself just because you're not acknowledging the place where you are.
0: Yes. And some of the people, some of the people who, you know, we tend to associate mistakes with being inefficient or something personal to us, right? And I have something to tell you with your narcissistic perspective about that. Not you, but, you know, the person (laughs) who is feeling this, Uh that you are not alone in this human experience, right? Everyone makes mistakes, whether it's the first time you try to walk or the first time you try to pronounce something, right? You always make mistakes, but mistakes are the learning path. They are a part of success. And the biggest misperception is that if you make mistakes, you're a failure. Some of the most successful people have made the most mistakes. Of course, they have put themselves out there to try things, and then when they failed, quote unquote, because failures are perspective, mm-hmm. then they learned and dissected what went wrong, and then reapproached the situation and tailored the approach to those things so that they could alleviate any failure in the future. What you find is success.
1: Sure, sure, <laughs> right? sure, and and you know, and the, and there's the the. There's another side of this is that a lot of people, as they progress in life, what they do is they try to put out of their life those people who either point at their mistakes or tell them the truth. And that's where you see the biggest failures in life. When you see people like, for example, uh, uh, I used to deal like, like in the nineties, I dealt with with a lot of people in show business that had like big names and all this stuff. Surrounded themselves with what I call yaysayers. All they yep. said, people who
0: just say yes because yes. the money's there yes. and the power's
1: yes. there. Yes, yes. And these people would get themselves into a place that it was so shallow and so lost. Some of the biggest internal pain that I saw in people was not in people who were hungry, was not in people who were poor, but was in people who had money and power in a way, but they didn't have somebody to tell them, dude, you can't wear that, <laughs> you know, or you can't do that. You can't have another plastic surgery. You can't, this is a little too much. No, Th- but it's,
0: it's relevant uh, yes. because you know, a lot of times, even as poor people, where well, most of us in 99% of the world, right? Fix that category uh mm-hmm. then you find yourself like wishing that you were in another place wishing that you had money then you make money right you find yourself in these positions of power and you feel more lost than ever yes more empty yes. than ever yes. you have a lot of things but internally you never did the work right you externalized exactly. your happiness and so that when you do that you require something constantly to be happy Right. When you have everything and there's right. nothing left to acquire. Right. If you never did the work internally, you'll find yourself with yourself, yeah. by yourself, yeah. going yeah. through shit storms. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, like, it's interesting because we were just talking about this before we went live. And, and that was, you know, this whole COVID experience and this whole, like, everyone yes. being with themselves. You know, what is that? What are you seeing from, from the psych end, right, with your clients or from people when they have to face themselves, when they're no longer able to externalize their happiness like they were pre-COVID.
1: Exactly, it's a, you know, we have seen like a big, 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 huge explosion of different aspects of depression and of anxiety at the two extremes, mm-hmm. depression and anxiety, because of simple things that you would say, well, you're 30 years old, you probably should have dealt with this when you were 15. But in reality, you didn't because you set yourself in the path that you never questioned, you never put these things. Now you have all this time in your hands and you have the isolation. So what comes to your head, all those unresolved things, mm. that even if you try to push them aside, you can only push them aside so much because they keep on bumping on you. So. Yeah. So people begin to fall into the spiral of either drinking, either you know doing drugs, or e- coping mechanisms. Exactly, Absolutely. exactly. All they're doing is trying to medicate and mitigate those things that you didn't face in a particular time that now they're knocking at your door constantly. Mm-hmm. So it's important for people to make yourself and structure yourself, structure your time so that you include the things that you need to do, but also include time for yourself, trying to look at yourself naked. And I'm not talking about clothing, but I'm talking about naked as you are, are you being, what hurts me, what I like, what I don't like, What is my beef with the people outside? What is my beef with my family? What is my beef with my kids? What is my beef with
0: my wife? And you will find that a lot of those beefs, a lot of those dramas that you have, have absolutely nothing to do with these people. They (laughs) started out with that. It's really just a mirror reflection of your uncomfortability with some sort of stimuli. Something's happening that is causing you to react. And instead of you noticing your reaction, Right, which I think we do the same thing in different aspects. We teach people how to notice themselves, how to be comfortable with themselves, how to practice different techniques that may work for different individuals, depending on who you are, to address that uncomfortability, that energy blockage, that depression, anxiety, you sure. know, past traumas. I've I've worked in counseling for a while, not in a psychological uh, psychology, uh, not in a psychologist perspective, but as a substance abuse counselor, mm-hmm. working with people who have poor adaptive coping skills uh and have really not faced themselves they were hid behind a substance for many years so you know i totally get what it's like to sort of face people and have to put the mirror in front of them right which makes people really uncomfortable and can make you the bad guy sometimes too right yes yes
1: yes because people you know some people are uncomfortable with looking at themselves because they never have and the the thing is that that doesn't matter how good or bad you are unless you face yourself you're not going to get better you know you're just going to keep on throwing mud into your image mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, I used to play a game I remember used to call it peel the onion it's like every every time you ask why you peel one layer of the onion until you get to the center and and it was funny because you could take anything and by nine questions by nine why's the finger turns up to you, you know, somebody could talk, start talking about like, my family's horrendous, da da, 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 this and that, and that might be true, but then you begin to say why, and little by little, the finger begins to turn around. So by the, because they say it and then why, said, it's, like, right, it's because uh-huh. either I allowed it, I never questioned it, I decided to buy what they told me. So it turns to you. So unless you play those seven whys, you're going to be uh, keeping at bay of, of the real center of the problem because it doesn't matter how bad your family is. It doesn't matter how bad your neighborhood is. It doesn't matter how bad people are. If you don't deal with yourself, starts everything starts with yourself. You're the agent of change. Mm. You're the one who needs to do the first thing because you're the pillar. Yeah. Yep,
0: you are the solution. Absolutely. Yeah. What yeah. made you want to study mental health? What made you want to get into... Mm. Being a psychologist,
1: okay, I'm gonna say this, and my family's gonna kill me, <laughs> but my family—I <laughs> family had the born. craziest family in the world. <laughs> I grew up, I, I grew up in in, uh, in a household that had people from from different cultures. So let's start by that, who had like in a whole uh, a that was very different from one or another. Living in the same place, let's start with that. My parents and, and my immediate family, I, w- I was an only child, but I have an extended family. I was lucky that my grandparents, I got to see my grandparents, I got to see my great grandparents. Uh, I have one side of my family that lived into the hundreds. Yeah. Uh, so I was, I think I, it was a blessing because I got to see different perspective of people, people who survived terrible things. I remember talking to my great grandparents. Parents about about the whole epidemic, We're talking about COVID, about the flu epidemic of 1918, telling me about wearing masks and all that stuff. You know, telling me about wow. that that happened like a hundred years ago.
0: History so, tends to repeat itself.
1: Yes, yes, and 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 that kind of began to give me another perspective. I was like, you know what? It's like in reality, is, is is this so new or are we just repeating it because we didn't learn from the last time? That was one of the questions I always like, kept in my head. Also the fact that well, there were different perspectives because they took it as the truth. My grandfather thought he had the truth so that my grandmother, so that my other grandfather, so that my other, and I would say, but wait a minute, these truths are so different, one from the other. They can't all be the truth. You, you know? know what's
0: funny? The truth is really relevant to your perspective, right? Exactly, so exactly. We were talking about this the other day, and I wanted to bring this up with you to yeah. see what you thought about it. But we were talking about generational influence, and one of the things that came up was like the belief systems that were passed down to us as kids. Right. One of them was being left-handed or oh, right-handed. Right? My God, yes. And the belief, I don't know about any other cultures, but. As I speak for Latinos, right? Mm-hmm. Puerto Ricans, specifically, because mm-hmm. I identify as Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. We um, we were told, I was told that as a lefty, uh, lo de izquierda no se va pa pa el uh, cielo, right? It's, it's, Aha, it's that's right. You go Left-handed hell. people don't go to heaven. Apparently, I was the devil. I was influenced by the devil because I was a left-handed person. And some people have had, you know, my mother fortunately never, she did say it to me because she was a Bible, you know, Mm-hmm. caring woman but she didn't ever tell me like you know you're doomed she just like they say that papi you know but
1: it's not only latinos i mean let me tell you i thought a part of my family are italian and you know the name the right hand is diestra okay this is siniestra sinister so oh. if you're lefty you're sinister you're like dark and, and weird and 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 you know doing bad things so you know even even the names of, of things you know were associated with with kind of darkness and, and evilness and and being tricky and all this stuff yeah. when in reality you know it's it's part of nature. It is part of It's the- not
0: only part of nature, but, you know, from a psychological perspective or just from a mental health perspective, I can't even imagine what it was like. I was lucky to have a mom who was like, yeah, they say that, but you you just got to be a good person. You right, know? right, right, right. Uh, but for those kids who, for example, some, when we were talking about it, one of the kids said that his mother used to tie his hand to the table and he wasn't allowed to use his left hand. And, and they, the family would really obsess about it. Like, you can't, you, you're going to go to hell. Like, and... <sighs>
1: I remember hearing stories of people that in school they wouldn't allow them to use their left hand that they had to practice hours and hours and hours with the right hand because the teachers would not allow them to do that as a matter of fact I think I think it wasn't un- until the 60s or something like that that they began to liberalize that and allow kids to do that but it was it was a common practice that that was that was corrected like if it was like a disability. You and could...
0: imagine like imagine what that tells someone about themselves, right? Sure. Something very natural about you is unnatural. Sure. And sure. and you shouldn't be comfortable with that. And and it's a problem. And yes. It's a real problem. Yeah. Like something that school, home, everybody is is against. So your belief system gets developed around the reality that you are flawed. And I can't imagine how many children grew up in that generation just by the basis of being left-handed. We're not adding any other details into this, folks. Life gets very intricate and deep. But how many of you, and you can comment on this if you identify, thought you were gonna go to hell because you're left-handed or because you're gay, right? Lesbian, bisexual, um, because you're exploring your human condition. How many of you felt guilty for that? Why did you feel guilty for that? You know, I invite you, I'm sure Lewis does as well, to question why you have so much self-hate centered around certain things about yourself. Where did that come from? There is gold. There is diamonds waiting for you in that well, insight.
1: Most definitely. Most definitely. Because, I mean, it's like, it's just not one mold. It's not one mold. There are many molds and, and the molds keep on multiplying. Because as we live, we discover more things into ourselves. And those things are the ones that are going to actually open our path to the future. Because thank God for acceptance that we've been able to kind of like move away from those, you know, think about it. It's like like a couple of years ago, you know, people looked like if it was the end of the world, if you had two people of different race. Getting together. If you had, you know, two people of the same sex walking hand to hand.
0: It still I, happens. We're still going through that struggle, right?
1: Listen, the whole adoption issue. I remember in 1981 going to a hospital in Manhattan in hundred Street. So you might know which one is it. Okay. Going to the basement. There were over 600 babies that were had no parents because of, of the drug infestation at the time. And those kids were not allowed to be given into homes because if people weren't white, married, they wouldn't have even a chance to apply to have one of those kids. So those kids grew without a family just because... People who wanted them—they were—they were gay parents. They were single parents. Think about it. At that time, which it hasn't been that long, but thinking about if you're a single parent, you are not a parent. If yeah. You're a couple that is not—you know—couple. From- you're a person of
0: color. If you—if yes. you don't have certain privileges, right? Perceived
1: privileges. I got to so to see that. So it's not—you know—it's not so far ago. I got to see that. And, and, and it was, it was some of those things were the things that, I me mean, to question, and it was like, but, but why, why?
0: This? Yeah, I I went through the same thing. So, I mean, it's interesting, because I can resonate, you know, I'm oldest of a sibling family, and when I was just 19 years old, I was in court, court fighting for custody for my siblings. There's four of them, mm-hmm. and, you know, the idea was you couldn't possibly And I know I was young and ahead of myself, right? But I was employed, I had the space, I had the the intention and you probably
1: were more capable than everybody else.
0: Right. So yeah, it turns out I was in comparison to other families. Why? Right.
1: But
0: yeah, didn't we lock ourselves
1: in in these things instead of looking at at the reality?
0: Yes. Yes. And then what do these kids go through when we make decisions for them like someone doesn't deserve to parent them, right? When they grow up without parents. It's a whole generation of children, like you said, which is interesting because I wanted to ask you, you know, you've been working in mental health for longer than I've been alive. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> so we're talking to a grandmaster, y'all. Pay um,
1: attention.
0: Have you noticed that folks as a society, collective consciousness, right, generally speaking, your opinion, have you noticed that things are getting better? or do you see a, a reoccurrence or more instances of mental illness across the board
1: i it's interesting um, i what i see is is sort of the the scale going like this it goes up and it goes down and it goes up and then it goes down for kind of a while because of of things and people that ha- that, that are out there that they're they're, they're spreading the good word, they're opening the doors, et cetera, et cetera. But whenever there is a crisis, there is something that always scares me. And I'm not one to get scared easy. Uh, but it scares me because people tend to go back into the shell. Like 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 those hermit crabs, you yeah. know, it's danger, people go back. So people tend to, even if it's for a little while, to kind of go back to those old patterns and and. It's almost like they forgot how damaging it was. They forgot how uninclusive it was. Yep. They forgot how you're actually severing important things from your life and from from your human path. Thank God they don't go as far back as they were before. But it's like it's like you know six steps this way and then two back. But it's still two back. You know, it's like yeah, we
0: digress, right? And then yeah, yeah. And it's interesting so, because. When we're fearful as humans, we, do, we don't we do think the way we, we normally would. We don't have clarity. Yeah. We operate on a compulsion, right? We start to like just do things because we're right. trying to find a safe, comfortable space. Yes. And oftentimes, that reactivity is more damaging than if you just took a breath, stood back, and re-examined what the challenge was. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes, we really... We 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 make things bigger than what they are. And we're so I I heard a saying once that changed my whole perspective on life, and it was don't set, don't sweat the small stuff, and it's all small stuff. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Because in all actuality, tomorrow's not promised for any of us, yet we live like we're gonna live forever, and we don't take into account the the beauty of each moment that we are alive as a result, right? We miss out on the present moment.
1: Sure. So And what this is you, why this I'm sorry, this is why it's important these things that you're doing, because 30 years ago, this would be unheard of. So either Yeah,
0: I'd be a crazy trying to yes, talk about mental yes. Like, yes. <laughs> it's
1: like how, how would you reach the audience that you're reaching now at that point? Because a lot of people and, and and I'm gonna tell you, and this is the truth, and and people could ask their parents, like they when people announce that a psychologist was gonna talk they would get up this was the time to go to the bathroom this was the time to go unless the defense mechanisms don't
0: look at it don't pay attention to it exactly
1: it's it's like, yeah. oh he's go- he's going to talk about mumbo jumbo he's going to talk about like all these weird things you know and it was You're interesting
0: talk to crazy I people and i'm not crazy <laughs> exactly
1: yeah, <right>. exactly exactly
0: <laughs> we all got a little crazy in there somewhere we're human <laughs> so- yeah, no, but, you know, it, it, this is important, folks. Don't run from yourself, right? There's insight when you pay attention. When you look in the mirror, there's not only beauty there, whether or not you see it, but you have a light that's in you, a sole purpose, that when you get past those onion layers, like La Viena said, then you wind up finding... Not only that you cry, because the onion will make you cry, but (laughs) (laughs) But it's good. It'll release the energy. You get to the core of yourself, and you realize the root of the beauty that was all those layers, right? And some of those layers were serving you. Some of them weren't. But you won't know until you start peeling that onion back. I'm speaking metaphorically for those of you who can't keep up. Pay attention to yourself. Notice what's going on with you, and you'll see the good things that are within you. Try to focus on those. Everything else is nonsense. It doesn't serve you, so let it go.
1: And Eddie, I want to share this with you. It's really funny. I was once doing a show and there was an eye doctor next to me and I was talking precisely about, you know, people allow yourself to cry. yes, have to be sad, you know, allow yourself to feel what, what you feel. And The eye doctor said, said to me, it was really funny. I always remember this. He said, and you know, whenever you cry, the white of your eyes gets wider. So your eyes will be prettier. <laughs> I, I was like, Oh, Didn't I never thought that. about that. I That's never thought I'm about that. So <laughs> allow yourself to be uh, uh, to cry, even if it's you know for for a superfluous thing as to have prettier eyes. There you go. There is a purpose for things. There's a purpose for 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 crying. It cleanses not only your soul but it cleanses the white of your eyes.
0: That's right. Crying. There's nothing wrong with this. it, especially for men out there. Right? We're taught that men men are not supposed to cry.
1: That's right. And we're human. You have to be be a real man to be able to cry.
0: Which is yes. And you know what? You have to be a real human to be able to feel things, right? Take away gender, take away, you know, race, take away all the things that we put on top of the human condition Mm -hmm. to try to categorize and filter out and put what we like and not like. Take all that stuff away. At the end of the day, you are wired to produce tears and to feel emotions and to process those things. That's what makes us beautiful and intricate as human beings. But that is energy being released. So don't worry about crying. In fact, welcome it. If you feel things coming up, notice why it's there. Notice what you're letting go of. And then feel it, but let it go. Some of us keep crying and crying and crying and crying and crying. And That's where you have to, like, okay, get it together. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> but, but don't hold on to things that don't serve you. And that means exploring the stuff that makes you cry, letting it go, and moving on to better things. Yes.
1: And, and, and this is really, what you said is beautiful. This is really important because it has to do with being in tune with yourself. Because if you're in tune with yourself, you'll know when to cry and you'll know when to stop crying. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you lose perspective with one way or another, either you don't want to cry or you cry all the time, you know, those are two extremes that extremes. They don't exist in nature. Those extremes, you know. Nature is balanced, and it's everything beautiful. is balanced. Yep. Yes. So you know what? If you listen to yourself, you'll know when to cry, and you'll know when to stop crying. You yep. know to say, "Okay, it's enough. Now it's time to smile. It's time to do something different."
0: Yeah, it's time to feel good again.
1: Right? Yes. I mean, good.
0: <laughs> life is too short. Let's yeah. smile, baby. So, <laughs> what lessons have you learned, Louis, in all your years working with humans and the human condition? What are some of the like gems you could give folks that they don't need to spend, you know, thirty plus years dealing with mental health and people and their problems to get? What have you learned? The biggest gems.
1: The the biggest gems is that we need to learn to be nicer to ourselves. Mm. You know, it's really interesting because we spend a lifetime school and church and society and everywhere trying to learn to be nice to other people, but you know. Nobody spends more than two minutes teaching you how to be nice to yourself. Mm. So I think that it's so important to be caring, to be loving,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and to be somebody able to nur- nurture who you are and yes. what's in you. That is, I would say, that's pivotal. That's the cornerstone for living a good life, living a good
0: Listen to this, folks. What he is saying is what I try to tell y'all every day. Mm -hmm. You have to love yourself. Mm -hmm. You cannot Mm -hmm. love anything in life if you don't love yourself. You have to be comfortable with the person you are. This is the golden rule to success, right? Everything else flows when you know that you are limitless, light, love, and potentiality. You are beautifully unique. Some of us hate certain aspects of ourselves when, in fact, I can guarantee you, just by nature of balance, right? There are others who will agree with you in, in what your perceived flaws are. And there are a whole slew of people who will see your flaws as beautiful. Yes. And they yes. will love those aspects of you, irregardless of your ability to do so and see so, right? So so, so, just love yourself,
1: right? Yes. <laughs> just love yourself. <laughs>
0: when it, whenever I'm in when doubt... Am I loving myself right now? Yeah. So That's
1: a great question. Yes. That's a great question. Am I loving myself now? I'm yes. I'm gonna steal that from you. <laughs>
0: yes. What is the story I'm telling myself, right? Yes. This yes. is important. We always got this negative this this narrative going on upstairs. Oh, look at the beautiful trees. Oh, look at Dr. La Vienna. Oh, look, we're on the Leche podcast. Oh, look, more stimuli. <laughs> oh, I gotta do this, yes. I gotta pay this bill, I gotta call this person, I gotta, and it's just madness upstairs, right? But when we look at it and we just notice that's what it is. It's simply just the mind trying to find comfort, trying to find balance, trying to be ahead of the game to avoid pain, to avoid disappointment, to avoid suffering, rejection, all the perceived negative vibrations of the life experience. But they're all a part of balance, right? You can't always have everything too positive and you can't always be so negative if you can acknowledge that both of them bring you to this place of homeostasis, of balance, of peace, of nirvana, of enlightenment, whatever you want to call it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: there's so much wealth in that.
1: It's so, part of that human experience. That's, yeah. Right.
0: You don't have to go paying thousands and thousands of dollars to see celebrity psychologists. I'm not trying to mess up your business, Lewis. You <laughs> got it. You good. <laughs> you don't have to spend thousands of dollars to deal with the meditation coach. Right. Yeah. But what you can do is free 99 in the mirror and go, I love you.
1: Yes. I love you. Yes.
0: Yes. I forgive you for not knowing better, but now you know better. And so now you're going to do better.
1: Yes. Yes, definitely. That's, That's your best investment yourself. Absolutely. It's your best investment. Because you know what? When you're good with yourself, you're good with everybody. Because you do things with a smile. You share. It's easy to share. It's easy to, to to do things because you spread happiness. You spread good things. When you're mean to yourself, you can't be good to anybody else because it's either hypocritical or or you're doing it with a with, with an ulterior motive or whatever. And and those things don't...
0: energy transfers, people can smell bullshit. Oh, you're running around yes. feeling like shit, trying to pretend like everything is great. You're oh, going to make people feel like shit. Oh yeah oh, <laughs> because yeah. it transfers we're like big antennas. I always tell folks we're projecting information and receiving yeah. information constantly and our energy speaks so much more loudly than our vocal ability right sure. Some of us are screaming at other people without even opening their mouths yeah because they are so heavy and these are the people that when you meet them you're like, I don't know if I should say hi or what because you just feel <laughs> that right You can feel uh-huh. that.
1: I had a friend in the field who used to say that that we are all like a foreign movie. We have subtitles. And it doesn't matter what we say, learn to read those subtitles. That's
0: right. You turn on Telemundo, you don't speak Spanish, but you see somebody, tu yes. You know there's drama there. You know there's drama there. You don't know what the fuck they're talking about, but, but you know that some shit is going on that's not exactly, good. <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so
0: Speaking of Telemundo, speaking of, of success, you know you have achieved great notoriety and success. When you Google you, you're all over the place, right? You have a lot of achievements. For you, what are the what are the, some of the greatest highlights? What is the biggest first thing that comes to mind in terms of Luis Labierna's successes on this in this experience called life?
1: Okay. Uh... That's that's so All many. Right. Let me see. Let me go to the filing cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've I've also have had a lot of opportunities, and 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 I've been blessed uh, in doing that because even though even though it's been hard and it's been kind of like like trailblazing, you know, opening uphill battle,
0: and, so to speak.
1: Yes, uphill. <laughs> a lot of uphill, but you know, I have <laughs> talking about embracing yourself. One of my qualities is that I am as stubborn as hell. So, I use that instead of taking the negative side. I use it as a positive side, and and I could think about about things. The whole, um, you know, dealing with racism on on TV. People are so scared of that of that. Talking about homosexuality on TV. Uh, people, you know. You say that to producers, and, and unless you are to present a show that it it's dramatic and does all these things, they don't want to touch it. They don't want to deal with the, 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 the human conversation of it. Mm. Uh, dealing with, with illness, uh, let's say, during AIDS. So one of the, the biggest achievements that I think that I've had was kind of carving into Spanish TV and saying, you know, we either talk about this or I'm not coming anymore. Mm. and uh good for you yeah 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 it yeah, was it was, you know was what? tough i had to hold my breath <laughs> yeah if
0: you can't feel if you can't feel what you're doing if it's not love energy community healing and power, yeah. there's no leche in it yeah then you can't do it
1: yeah yeah and, and
0: like, a lot of like, us are just looking for money and opportunity and we sell yeah. our souls as a result right metaphorically speaking sure. we buy into it's the pretty. drama
1: it's like oh you can't talk about this because blah blah, blah. no 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 there is a problem. We need to address it. And you know what? I bet you, which was interesting because once it was out there, a lot of people jumped on it. So even they were surprised of, of how much interest it generated because there was a lot of people who were waiting for somebody else to say it, to be the Mm. first one to kind of like, almost step into those grounds that nobody wanted to step in. So, so, that was definitely, I think that was one of, well, one of the biggest ones. Uh, being able to say, you know, we need to be sitting here and making decisions because this is my community and I know my community. Nobody yes. from outside knows what I'm going through like me, because this is me. I, I need to have a voice. Mm-hmm. I need to have the power of deciding things which which is interesting because there's an election coming so please vote yes vote.
0: <laughs> you know you say something that, that I, you hit it on the nose i want to touch this because we haven't necessarily unless you, i like to keep things positive i haven't necessarily touched racism homosexuality Things like that. But these are realities that are going on right now. So, in in reference to the whole Black Lives Matter movement and and to the whole homosexuality rights and all the sort of big traumas that we have. Yes, I love that mask. Um, You know, something that he he said that's significant, that you said is significant, and I want to touch it. Television. A lot of us look to the tube for inspiration, for entertainment, for truth, right? And you have, to be, you have to be selective with the content that you're ingesting, the content that you're taking in. Because there are beautiful people like Dr. La Viena who want to come on the television and talk to you about real-life things. But that's not what sells. Unfortunately, what we're mostly subscribed to is drama. We're subscribed to hate and fighting sure. and competition and egocentric topics, Right that feed the ego and if you know anything about ego you know that it is not good for you to feed your ego (laughs) okay in fact it is the exact opposite ego is poisonous right we want to avoid being egotistical so when it comes to racism when it comes to homeless you know any sort of oppression segregation uh labeling judging blaming shaming we should really steer clear of of involving ourselves heavily in that and accepting these things as truths. Sure. What am I saying? I'm saying there are ads. You just mentioned voting, so I'll make this about politics. I don't like to get into politics because politics have a lot of heavy emotion sure. attached to them. and sure. Because we're subscribed to these things, right? I'm, I'm excluding myself from this because I have no emotion when it comes to politics other than... You folks need to just get a clear perspective, slow down, stop fighting, stop subscribing to this and that. Nobody's perfect. These people are spending millions and millions of dollars to pump information to you that will buy you in. Yep. That does not mean that it is truth that is good for you, that is going to feed you or serve you. It is just... Stimulating emotions. Just throwing mm-hmm. emotional fucking impact at the community. And we are all buying into these things yep. just mindlessly.
1: Is so they're feeding on your fears. They're feeding on, on, on your prejudices. Absolutely. And, and, and this is where it's important for you, as you said, stop, think, and act. Because it's your neighborhood. It's your family. It's mm. your education. So all of those things you really need to think because they are going to be impacted.
0: Yes. And and you know what, folks? Let's talk about this. Because homosexuality not only is a drama, and we talked about that, Mm -hmm. but it's generalizing whole entire populations of people. You have to be mindful about judging, blaming, shaming colors, Mm -hmm. shapes, Mm -hmm. backgrounds cultures because there is no one size fits all i have (laughs) met black people who feel like they're rejected from the black community right right right, this is profound insights waiting for you speak to people educate yourself on an individual level there is no latino that subscribes to everything latino there are non-latinos who subscribe to things latino and, and, and it just keeps going, right? So be mindful of generalization. Anytime that you say anything about a group of people, know that your statement is ignorant.
1: Yes, it's ignorance. Yes. Ignorance
0: Yes, it's coming from a place of ignorance, judging, shaming, and blaming. And you can do a lot better than that. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Listen, we've been, as as a human race, we've been here thousands and thousands of years. It's time that we begin to move in the right direction. Remember right. that scale oh, that soul. they used to have in school that, like, the monkey was here and here was the human. It's like I feel whenever I hear some of these things, like, people go, like, backwards. Beautiful. And that scale well, is like, really?
0: Evolution. Come on, yes. <laughs> All the way <laughs> <Really>? de <deep-bobbing>. hmm <laughs> We made so much strides in technology yet we don't we aren't comfortable with ourselves right? Yeah, yeah. We are pushing into space yet we really know earth. Like let's really just be mindful about we,
1: we have an issue with a woman leading a thing. Listen. A lot of people are raised by women. You you woman. They of a carry wife. you. They carry you. You want you want something more powerful than that? You, you can't trust your kid. life to a woman who carried you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like give me a break, you mm-hmm. know?
0: We can do better. Don't generalize. Don't hate people you don't know. Some of the biggest, most beautiful people you'll ever meet will challenge your opposition towards their their demographic groups. So, and, and, you know, I'm speaking from personal. Growing up Latino, you know, I was raised same deal as a latin you know you don't mess with other cultures you stick to and this is just personal stuff that was passed to me not necessarily by my parents but just the understandings right and that systemic racism like stay away from the subtitles subtitles. yeah Yeah, exactly exactly and so you're like you you get these narratives in your head about people but then you meet folks who completely destroy those narratives right (laughs) some of us will reject those people and reject those truths to continue to support the voice of the mind that's ignorance that's bigotry that's racism right that's homophobia Mm -hmm. we're we're speaking love energy community healing empowerment we are higher vibrations right we're in a different time now you've got to think better than that spend time with people in perceived uh limitations so like what i'm trying to say is find someone in your target group If you hate a certain group of people, I challenge you to start a conversation with someone and ask them questions. Learn about these people. They have feelings. They have emotions. They're human like you. They have fears. They have needs. They have desires. But they're also trying to figure this thing out called life. You are no exception to that rule. Transcend. Love it. Let's (laughs) go. Transcend Leche. <laughs> <There> you-,
1: <laughs> you know, it's, it's really interesting. I'm going to give you a, a, a little bit of my experience. My grandmother used to say that whenever you act like that against somebody that you're basically pointing your finger, look at it. You, one finger is pointing this way, but there's three pointing at you. So you're talking about yourself. So if you're dealing with hate, if you're dealing with prejudice, if you're dealing with homophobia, if you're dealing with all these things, those are things that are coming from you. They're not coming from that person. They're coming from you. And
0: you feel them. And they're toxic. Yes. And they're not healthy for you. That's why they make you feel bad. So while you're externalizing that feeling and saying, oh, no, it's it's Lewis's fault. He made me feel this. No, it's not. (laughs) You feel it. You're the one feeling it. Lewis has no idea you're feeling it. Lewis, that's is, right. that's right.
1: Lewis right? is not that powerful.
0: <laughs> and you're just like festering in negativity. Let yep. them go. Yep. Let yep. them go. Wish them peace. There's a meditation yep. form. called like meta meditation. Love and kindness. Just picture the people that you have the most issues with in your mind and send them love. Send them peace. Send them tranquility. You know, essential clarity. All the things that you need to let go of that bad energy because the only person that's hurting is you.
1: You, perfect. It,
0: what yeah. would you say, Doc, to anybody who's struggling with mental illness right now?
1: I think it's this is this is a very important time in in the world, uh, and and it's a it's a point that because of the isolation and because of all these things, it's it's a little harder to connect. So what used to be so easy that you could go, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of people right now who are hitting their heads and saying, you know, gee, there was a, a clinic right here in the corner and I never went. And now I'm going crazy. The clinic is closed. <sighs> you know, it's 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 almost like like it's it's a time to open up and begin to nurture, what we have the resources that we have you know podcasts like yours uh communication with other people um communication with 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 uh, different entities look use technology to connect which is one of the things that has happened it's like now you know we are connecting through the internet we are doing this this connection that in the past that would be unheard of you know we've, yeah. Like oh, you talk about this with I would have
0: never been able to get Doctor vienna in the (laughs) past. Ever, I would have sent letters. I would have. I would have made phone calls. But my people, why would have been in touch with his people?
1: (laughs) Eddie, for you, you you would get me. You would get. Oh, oh, I
0: appreciate (laughs) you, brother. (laughs) Yeah, this is true, folks. You know, this is a good time to sort of recenter, reconnect. A lot of people are like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, enjoy it. Because just a few months ago, folks were like, I hate my job. I wish I had time off. The grass is always fucking greener on the other side. Here I am on the other side of the grass complaining that it's not as green
1: right? <laughs> and you get to appreciate like everything. The other day I had the most interesting conversation with this woman who was always complaining about her kid's uh, teacher. And now that she has them at home, she's going nuts. And she's telling me like, oh, this and that. And I was like, well, what, maybe you should give a call to the teacher and have a conversation about what did she do when, when they were doing these things. And it was interesting. She said, I feel bad about calling her because I was always bitching whenever she would put extra work or she would try to block him from doing this and doing that. So you know what? It's it, it's about it's a little bit about walking in in other the other person's shoes, and you know this problem is now our problem. It's everybody's problem.
0: Yes, and you you said something else that just. Oh, you're touching stuff I want to touch. I love it. (laughs) Folks, this whole parenting thing. Newsflash. (laughs) Your children are your responsibility. Okay? I love you so much. And you're doing the best that you can. But it is not your teacher's responsibility to teach you how to parent your child. Furthermore, your child is a reflection of you. Okay? They have learned how to think, act, feel, and project Like you have. You're their only frame of reference, okay, for the first few years. So when your child can't stay still, ask yourself, are you still? Are (laughs) you teaching what it's like to be still? This whole old school, do as I say, not as I do approach doesn't work. It doesn't work, okay? This whole adults do this, kids do that, reality check. Your kids are paying attention to you. And when they turn into adults, whatever you're adulting is is what their adulting is going to look like, right?
1: Right? Right? right
0: so, right. I for example, you smoke cigarettes around your kid your whole yeah. life, your kid is going to be a smoker. Sure. And it is not their fault that they couldn't be strong enough to know something different when all they learned at home was how to cope through cigarettes. Okay? Yeah. Small yeah. example profound insight here waiting to happen. You want still kids, still yourself. You wanna learn how to connect, look in the mirror and figure out why they're disconnected because the disconnectivity was taught by you. Okay, love you so much. This is from a place of good.
1: That (laughs) is so powerful. It's those are are pieces of gold. It's like, really, it's like, what what was it? Um, I remember reading somewhere that one minute of your example has more power than 22 hours of your words. Mm. One minute of your example stays in in kids' head more than all these hours and of you talking
0: about. Yes, it. and so many kids too having to play the role of adults. Look into family systems theory, folks. Look into rules, roles, and boundary. Look at look at whether or not your child is picking up some of the adult slack because you're not. Right. Yeah. These are realities, right? Children are supposed to be children. They don't need to learn to be responsible right away. They need to learn how to be human first, right? Right. And that takes great empathy, patience, uh, and great examples for mentorship in the form of parenting.
1: Yes. Yes. So we
0: have three minutes left. This flew by fast. (laughs) So I definitely have to have you come back on because we are Everything Mindfulness. It will be my honor. Yes, thank you so much. It's an honor to have you on. Folks, follow Luis Laviena, check out his work. He's googleable. He's been in the game longer than I've been live. We got a legend on. I'm so honored to have you here. Um, is there anything that you want to say to folks as they're watching now before we we, we let them go?
1: Take advantage of every minute and every instance of your life because mm. it might not be there tomorrow. Ooh. Places like you, things like what you're doing now, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, like people from my generation, we look back, and we would have never imagined that this would be possible. So this is accessibility. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, putting you in connection with the rest of the people. Keep, the good, keep up the good work. You know, again, you're doing God's work. And, and people take advantage of this. Listen, think. Be kind
0: to yourself.
1: Yes. And thank, thank you for having me
0: here. Thank you so much, La Viena. I always leave folks with namaste. Know that the divine light in me acknowledges and respects the divine light in you. And folks, if you're watching, show us love. Let us know what you thought about this discussion. Did any of this stuff resonate with you, right? Follow Dr. La Viena. Follow myself and let's say We Are. Um, And I want you to know, as I always do before I let you go, that you are limitless, light, love and potentiality, whether or not you choose to believe that you are. Okay, so follow that and everything else will flow. Be kind to yourself and others. We love you. Thank you again, Dr. La Everyone have a beautiful Sunday. Light and love, baby. Yes. (laughs) Blessings. Talk to you soon. Take Take care. Take care.